Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. Cashing Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman and Moneyline Mark. And uh, we, we have a week off from football. We will get into the Super Bowl in a little bit, specifically some Super Bowl prop bets. But I want to start out cashing out with a question for the group here. And uh, on Twitter this week, there's this whole thing about, do you take the red pill? Do you take the blue pill? Right? Do you go back to your when you're six years old? Or do you take a $10 million payout? Well, I'm playing off that a little bit when I ask you guys this question. And I think I know the answer for each of you. And I think it's going to be different from each of you. But if I were to offer you guys $100,000, but you could never place another sports bet ever again the rest of your life, you cannot place another sports bet would you take that hundred thousand dollars, Anthony? You go first. I think I <clears throat> hundred grand. I'm not a massive better as far as the amount. I'd have to the entertainment value of placing a bet is big, and I can well afford that to have it as an entertainment. So I initially I started thinking, would I ever in my wildest dreams make a hundred thousand dollars sports gambling? in my lifetime? The answer would probably be no. That I don't think I'd profit. Like you start, if you tracked every bet you've ever made and at the end of your betting life, how down would you be? We'd be down. Like that's the question. Not would you be up? How down would you be? Probably, right? <laughs> for a lot of people, for, yes. For I think, most people. I think, yes. I think for, at the end of the day, will you be up? What percentage do you think that would be? What percentage of people that bet on sports would be down? That have just placed a bet on sports. 80%. I, that's the number that actually popped into my mind as well, was about Same 80%. Here. Yeah. Same exact number for me. That's funny. So the right answer for me is to take the 100K. Okay. And, now, and, and do what I want with that money and have something really tangible to show for it. Now, by the way. It's not the most fun answer, even though 100 grand is a ton of money. Now, by the way, I'm throwing in you can't do fantasy Ooh. football. Oh. You can't do any kind of office pool. I mean, March Madness oh. bracket gambling is part of that. You know, I'm throwing in the whole uh, sports gambling gambit. Every, anything that you can do no. as far as putting any kind of money on a sport, you can't do anymore for $100,000. Yeah, You're I'd, still okay I'd with I'd still it. probably take the hundred k Okay. All right. What about you, Mark? All too late, but for me, but you are, you, you know, us too well, um, Scotty. So I, I mean, absolutely not. I mean, I would, the hundred K wouldn't, wouldn't cut it for me. I, I definitely prefer to <laughs> take the entertainment value and the enjoyment. And, you know, I, I, I actually do. Okay. I probably in that 20 percentile, at least at this point in my life. So I, I, uh, I enjoy it too much and it is a little small amount of income. Could I interest uh, you? Well. Could I up the price? If I up the price to 500K, 500K right now, you are not betting ever again. No. Oh! I mean, because, you know, 
let's just say one day, you know, hopefully in my lifetime, the Browns do make it. And I'm going to put a ton of money, probably a, a, an insane amount on them winning it. And if they do, it'll, it'll supersede that 500K. And keep in mind inflation, too. You know, I still got hopefully 40 to 50 good years of betting in me. So <laughs> you take all those factors into account. I, I just, I, I wouldn't take. You wouldn't get money. any, you wouldn't get any, you wouldn't get enough satisfaction about the Browns being there. The only thing that would put it over the top is to be able to bet on it. Absolutely. By the way, I know the Moneyline Mark lifestyle, and I'm taking the under on 40 to 50 years. <laughs> You're probably correct, sir. I'm way under that. Um, well, I mean, he could teach his assisted living nurse how to make the bets <laughs> for him. There's um, already de-aging stuff going on right now. Who knows? You know, maybe there there might be some organ passing going on that I could purchase <laughs> later on in my life. Well, that's like that. that's a good point. He is he is relying on the the future of the medical profession to take the over on 40 years left of money line marks. I assume you're, I assume you're not taking the hundred k either. I am not taking the hundred k. It is and and I have realized and it's not just about the money. I've realized the amount of enjoyment that I get as far as mm -hmm. placing a bet, looking into placing bets, uh, look, even doing our, our March Madness player pool, which I got to talk you back into no. doing this year. Um, I, I just it is such a humongous part of my life. It really, really is. If you were to take all of that away, <laughs> I don't think I'd have anything left. Actually, it'd be a Seinfeld. <laughs> I have no reason to live. I'm done. If Cross I can't me off. play tennis, I have no reason to live. <laughs> oh, it's I mean, it's sad, but true. It is such a big yeah. part of our I mean, heck. I, I do a show every week. If I can't if I can't bet on sports, uh, what the hell am I talking about then? So, all right. Well, that was a fun little uh, way to start things <laughs> out. Um, but I do want to say, so Anthony, you're turning down the hundred k. Mark is turning yeah. down five hundred k. I am turning down. I probably would say yes to the five hundred k, but I'm not going any lower than that. I mean, when you think about that five hundred grand. Yeah. And the enjoyment you could get out of that, yes. that, that cash, things in your life that you wouldn't even have to think about that you could go do or have. Um, I just, who knows? I mean, for sure. But who Anthony, knows what you could grow that into also. Sadly, what goes through hmm. my mind when there's extra money coming into the account? Gamble it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. More money to. Bonus bucks. <laughs> More money to work with. <laughs> More money to work with. That's how I feel. And I, listen, I hear you guys. I hear you guys. And. And obviously this is a very hypothetical thing that unless it's tangible and it's in front of you and there's the hot pile of cash and, and you get to scoop it up and take it, you know, who knows what I would do when, when push came to shove. But my mind tells me that I would go ahead and take the money. But who knows whether uh, my heart – I am having a great time every night trying to say, hey, is there something to bet on? Yeah. Yeah. Even just looking at the lines yeah. and studying what you want to do. Okay, let's move on. So uh, last week we we all did our predictions as far as the spread, and we took the who we thought would have the most passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards. So for the Eagles 49ers game, you both went Eagles, which obviously came through for you. Um, I went 49ers, so I was wrong on that one. Uh, for the Kansas City-Cincinnati game, Mark and I both went Kansas City. Anthony, you went Cincinnati. Um, so right now we're looking at Mark two points, me one point, Anthony one point. 
And then now we go to the stats category, which it's interesting how they, these things played out. But the most passing yards last week was for Patrick Mahomes, who I had Mahomes. And uh, looks like Moneyline Mark had Joe, Joe Burrow. And Anthony, you had Joe Burrow. The correct answer was Mahomes. He threw for 326. Burrow threw for 270. So now I am at two points, so 2-1-1. Next, rushing yards. Anthony, you said Joe Mixon. Mm. Mm. Mark and I both said Christian McCaffrey. Now, the actual leading rusher was Mm. Christian McCaffrey with 84 yards. He had the most on the weekend. Mixon ended up having 19. Horrible. Yeah, no good for Mixon. Just horrendous. You know, you know who is second? Can you guess it? Who had the second most rushing yards? Probably that Gainwell character. Gainwell is right. Wow. <laughs> Gainwell is right again. Uh, and then lastly, for the receiving yards, we had uh, Moneyline Mark went A.J. Brown. Mm-mm. I went. He's been, by, by the way, he's been really silent. I went. Oh, yeah, two weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, everybody was silent in that 49ers-Eagles game. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you went Chase, and then I went Kelsey. Do you guys know who had the most? I do. Mark? Kelsey got I it. No, I few. hope it's not Kelsey, though. Yeah, he got it by a couple, I think. So the most for the entire weekend. Oh, no, I know who the most for the weekend was. Was a Kansas City Chief. Yeah, it wasn't him. But... And it wasn't Kelsey. It was yep. MVS. Yep. But yep. I, had, uh, I had Kelsey at 78 which was third for the third most for the weekend. Higgins actually had 83. Mm. Uh, Chase had 75. Five, yeah. Um, and you said AJ Brown, right? So 30, 30 or 28 out of AJ Brown. We tied. Well, Got we it. tied, but I think the tiebreaker was receiving yards. Who ha- whoever had the most receiving yards. Was that right? No. I'm sure conveniently it was for you. <laughs> I am just completely making that up. We did tie. It was uh, two to two. And, uh, or I'm sorry, three, three, two was the final score. So, all right. So you, so you won one and tied for the win. So are we just going to wash? Scrap the, the, the yes. Yeah. We, yeah two, I think week? as they say in the golf course, two tie, all tie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so two weeks in a row. Yeah, that was that was pretty solid. All right, Anthony, you've got some Super Bowl prop bets that you wanted to uh, talk about. Yeah, nothing uh, major. I've just been starting to chart like a lot of people have different touchdown guys and different over-unders on yards. And, you know, by the way, the over-under on the Super Bowl is just all over the yard. Have you guys seen, like, it opened at 49 and a half. It moved to 51, I think, yesterday. Do you guys know where it stands today? It I seems thought like... I saw 50 and a half. Is that right? I'm going to yeah. check it right now. Is it 50 and a half? Okay. That's what I saw this morning. All right. So when you start thinking about these two, you know, high-powered offenses, although the Chiefs are a little banged up, yeah, over-under is 50 and a half. I wonder if you guys know this, that the last four Super Bowls have all gone under. Mm, wow. Last four have gone under. In fact, unders were 6-0 and since the divisional playoffs. Now, the overs were 5-1 and during wild card, super wild card yes. weekend. The overs were hitting. But all of a sudden, it's the unders everywhere. Casey's last three games, their last three games have gone under. Philly's last four games have gone under. Part of that is the competition, right? They've blown teams out, yet that the other team can't score at all. Um, so I've been kind of looking at some things about, about that over and under, those trends, definitely trending under. 
but 15 and a half is like next to nothing with these two offenses. Um, the, the guy that I'm really targeting right now is probably Goddard. Uh, there's something about him. His over, he, he, he's 46 and a half yards right now. Um, I really like his over. I like an anytime touchdown for him. Chiefs can't cover. I, their defensive backfield is atrocious. If Cincinnati could do anything, when you think about the, the, the plays, the big plays in that game for Cincinnati, the Higgins touchdown in the corner, Thornwell doesn't even hit him. Yeah. Safety coming over. He doesn't even hit him. He's high pointing that ball. Why aren't you trying to crosshair him and make sure he can hold that ball all the way to the end zone? Go back and watch that highlight and watch what the safety does, Thornwell. He didn't even make a play on it. Mm. Number two, the fourth and six. Double yeah, coverage on right. Chase. Those guys aren't even turning around. Right. Like, I think there's going to be some points had here, some money to be made for Jalen Hurts throwing the football. And I've been kind of thinking about him, thinking about Goddard. I think I think Mark's guy, A.J. Brown, could finally wake up in this game. Like, this is the game. Um, now, the pass attempts for Jalen Hurts seem high, 31 and a half pass attempts. He hasn't cleared 25 in either playoff game. Now, a lot of that's game script. Like I said, 38-7, 31-7 yes. in those two games. Um, but if it's going to be a close game, which we think it will, I think he's going to have to attack the Chiefs through the air. And that's where they can be hurt anyway. His prop to throw a touchdown in the first quarter. Now, remember this. The Eagles have scored 62 points on opening drives, the highest in the league. And his prop to just to throw a touchdown in the first 15 minutes is plus 215. Wow. Okay. Let me ask you this, because you, you brought up a great point about the last four Super Bowls going under. Mm-hmm. Do you think that with the Super Bowl, especially at the beginning of the game, there's those jitters? And uh, Jalen Hurts, who has never played in the yeah. Super Bowl. Now, Mahomes has been in this thing a few times. He's been in five AFC championships yeah. games. He's been in big game after big big game after big game. But Jalen Hurts hasn't, right? I mean, and I, even looking at that uh, NFC championship game last week, I mean, he didn't have to do anything to win that game. Um, do you kind of think that it might be a little bit of a slower start? It could be. So they're not as run heavy as you think they only get run heavy in the fourth quarter when they're leading and they have been lately one thing you can do to help if there is a nervous quarterback is let him throw those nerves away like actually let him sling it a little bit um and so i think sirianni might be willing to do that you bring up a good point it's the super bowl you don't want to lose it in the first quarter you don't want to make stupid mistakes i agree with that but i'm just telling you that they've been a fast starting team all year and the Chiefs can be hurt through the air, and I'm going to play that. Now, over-under, boy, 50-and-a-half. It seems like you could sneeze and get that over. Yeah. 27-24 game. It does feel <clears throat> like that weird with these two offenses, the over should yeah. come into play, right? I mean, if it's going to be close, then you got to think that they're going to have – Mahomes is going to have to sling it around a little bit like he always does. All right, Mark, so one line that you're looking at, whether it's a prop bet, whether it's the over-under, whether it's uh, the game, what, what's the, the what's the thing in the Super Bowl that you're looking at right now? You know, I hate to, to reopen a, a wound, um, oh. but I'm going to have to, and I'm going to mention a guy who's really building, and uh, I think he's going to have a true breakout in this game. The last huge game he was in on a national stage, unfortunately, it was against the Ohio State Buckeyes. And it was Devontae Smith in the national championship game. 12 receptions, 215 yards, 
three TDs down in Miami. Oh, I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's who I'm going after. I'm probably going to take his receptions, mm-hmm. yards, and for a score for him because I, I think he's going to hit all of them. I, I expect a huge breakout. And, you know, Anthony hit it right on the head with those, those uh, stats and comments about Jalen Hurts airing it out. And although A.J. Brown is my boy, I think he's going to be double covered. And I think a lot opens up for Smith underneath. I expect a lot of short, intermediate routes and stuff from him. And the dude's always open. I, I really expect a breakout game for him, so I'm all in on him. So I had him in fantasy this year, and he was very feast or famine, mostly famine. Um, they did throw a lot to A.J. Brown this year, even when he was double covered. They found a way to get the ball to him. There were some games where Devonta did well. His over-under right now is five and a half catches. His receiving yards are 61 and a half. So if you went over on both of those, six catches and 62 yards, that seems doable. Now the six catches part could be a little dicey. I'd have to go back and see what his best games were and how many catches he had. That's why I like Goddard too, because the Chiefs are very bad against slot and tight ends. So that that feeds that equation for me. Goddard is 46 and a half yards. His uh, he's projected for six to seven targets, so that projects to over 46 and a half yards. He's been over a little more than half the time this year. Goddard gets 20 percent target share in that offense, and that's a lot. And here's the other thing: Philadelphia has not played a normal game script in the last couple games. This one plays out normally. Because this should be a close game. There should be no blowout here. And so if we get a normal game script for four quarters, I like the Eagles' skill guys, like you say, Mark, against the Chiefs' defensive backfield. You know what I just tried to do while you guys were talking there? Because when you guys started talking about an individual player, it came to Mm -hmm. my mind of, well, let's look up their MVP odds. And Smith's... MVP odds are 30 to one. But what came to my mind even more so is if an MVP is going to be named MVP of the Mm -hmm. game, they're going to have really, really good stats in the game. So could you parlay winning the Super Bowl MVP with stats? Like, so just, I I tried to throw in Devontae Smith, uh, Devonta Mm -hmm. Smith's uh, MVP odds at 30 to one with him scoring a touchdown, because if he's going to be the Super Bowl MVP, yeah. he's going to score a touchdown at plus 155. You can't parlay. No, it. it's too correlated. And yeah. most of them are, are smart like that. And they won't let you do it. And the other problem here you have is betting an MVP as a skill guy. Unless he's a running back. I don't, I don't take it. I'll tell you why. Because if Devonte Smith scores three touchdowns, somebody had to throw him the football. Yeah. Yep. And and so they're always going to give it to the quarterback because his stats are going to be better. So I would lean more towards maybe lucking into a Sanders three-touchdown game because that would have nothing to do with a quarterback. Um, that's why quarterbacks win the MVP. Yeah. Now, there are some fun things like betting first sack of the game. We can do that next week when we get closer and see all those. But if you could nail the, you know, if Hassan Reddick gets the first sack at like six to one, like you could play with that kind of stuff. But yeah, MVP, I, Scott, the reason that they, those odds are that long are for a big reason. For sure. Yeah. Because how is Smith going to get the MVP and hurts not like, how's that going to happen? Yeah. Unless he's throwing him screen passes and he's taking him 80 yards. 
Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It's it's not a good bet. The 30 to 1 is is pretty much throwing your money away. He's he's not going to win it no matter how good his game is. You're almost better off betting a defensive guy to win MVP. If he gets yeah. like four sacks, then it's hard yeah. to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. Although they did ignore it. Who yeah. was the uh who was the defensive player that probably should have won it a few years yes. back? Um was it Von Miller? Probably. Oh, it was uh it was probably Aaron Donald. Last year. Uh, could Yeah, could have been. Yeah, he, he yeah. certainly could have won it. Yeah, it was so. probably Aaron Donald. All right. Next week, we're diving into more Super Bowl props. We're going to give our Super Bowl winners, over-unders, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. That's next week on Cashing Out. Thanks.